0: back with the spice cast I'm Ben Job your host once again we got uh, Dan running the board and thanks to our newest volunteer Andy for uh, running some some pictures and stuff uh, we do welcome new volunteers I guess I, we haven't really advertised very much but we uh, if someone wants to learn or someone wants to help out with spice radio you can uh, find all our information at spice radiocom uh, or on Facebook you can always email us at spiceradiohuntsville.com. Tonight we have uh Mr. Drew Richter with a new CD. I, is this your uh, first release as a full length or It's my first solo. All right. Full length. Very now, cool. I've I've been involved in and in, I've had an album out years ago with a mm. band, so. Have you done most of your work with uh bands in general, like all your album work before this? <laughs> is this like your first Yeah your first real endeavor as a solo career yeah it is but you know
1: it's been so long since i've worked with a band that it it's almost forgotten you know Uh it was so long ago we're talking late in mid 80s so um but but let's you know my first album was i guess it was 85 Mm -hmm. the band uh symptom of leisure we were a gothic rock band we were all All right, eighteen. I guess I was eighteen, just old enough to be in the bars, Uh and um, and we 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 were picked up by or we were heard by a, a DJ who wound up having one hell of a great radio show called um, The Edge in Birmingham. Uh huh. And he um and he paid for us to make an album. This was 1985. It was really dark, gothic-y stuff. You know, a lot of <laughs> a lot of droning kind of vocals and and um, was
0: that was he, that like a big genre down there at the time, or like that sounds like a well specialized kind of thing? Goth in the 80s was huge. Uh-huh. I mean,
1: it was huge. Then there was a whole subculture. There was for me and 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 my friends, we were listening to Bajas and we were listening to The Cure. And we were mm-hmm. listening to Joy Division, you know, in in the early mid-80s, you know. And there wasn't a lot of people listening to that. I mean, it was all UK, you know, right. fiction record stuff was that we were into.
0: So was there, was there a lot of... Um extra musical stuff like uh theatrics or costumes or anything that y'all went to is it straight about the music <laughs> no with you we guys? didn't go <laughs> you didn't have like giant feather plumes no or anything? so
1: you're you're confusing today's goth <laughs> with pro- 80s I goth. probably am. yeah I,
0: i'm definitely uneducated on all types of of goth so yeah. you'll have to you'll have to enlighten
1: me yeah you guys are a bit younger i think <laughs> than, no older the early goth uh-huh. You know, Granted, you had Bajas and you had The Cure and they did, but, and they did put on the makeup and the hair, uh-huh. you know, Joy Division did not. And, um, but you know, there were many goth bands out and they were, they were playing around, but they, we were, you know, nobody was doing their hair and, <laughs> and, you know, right. wearing the makeup and wearing, you know, the, you know, the, uh, I don't know, the G string and high heels. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen in a lot of bar. that around anymore either, but well, I think Bauhaus did it. Peter Murphy and Bauhaus. <laughs> so did so how did your uh, music change from then? Were you always in band outfits kind of from then on or Well, I went through a,
1: a series of attempted bands, you know, mm-hmm. people and 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 I played with a lot of people around here. And then I I moved away. I moved away in the late 80s. And um and just and really focused on on other things but including writing you know i um i moved to florida
0: wound up in miami mm-hmm. and <clears throat> yeah huge i guess uh, where did you live before that i guess well i grew Mostly up here in Alabama. i grew
1: up here in huntsville mm-hmm. and in the late 80s i moved uh, to like tallahassee florida there i met a group of people knew somebody in miami i said why not go to miami and so i went to I went to Miami. I wound up living there for almost 10 years. And, you know, and then from there, I started traveling to South America. And I met this English girl who's now my wife. And Very me cool. and her had a long-distance relationship. And so I I wound up going to England in 94. We got married on a whim, a uh-huh. marriage, a marriage <laughs> of convenience. She'll both... Stuck around though. Yeah, it it got it went completely wrong. You know, that's what mm. we call it—a marriage of convenience gone
0: wrong. Oh, I see. So and that's that, the best way for it to go completely wrong. I feel like. Well, I mean, As if marriages go—if
1: it went right, I guess we would have both. We would have been okay with that too. I don't know. Right.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> so you ended up back in the Tennessee Valley. I guess what what like pulled you back was it? Well, it went. From from London
1: in '94, went back to Miami mm-hmm. and started working for a, a music distributor at the very beginning of the internet boom. Right, and they said we needed operation in Europe, and they sent you back. So I went back to <laughs> Europe. Yeah, and this time they they sent me to this time it was Amsterdam. So oh. um, I had a. Um, So I was in Amsterdam for four years running a fulfillment operation for, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the beginning of the CD online CD retailers.
0: Uh
1: I don't know if you remember CD now and music Boulevard. Those were our two big customers. Mm -hmm. And that was enough for our Miami distributor that I worked for to, to open up over there. And so I was over there, they sent me over there and I was, Head of that operation for almost for four years,
0: really. Did you see like a lot of differences in just the way the music industry ran over there? I'm sure there was a lot of a big flux then during with the internet and everything. <clears throat> well, that
1: was that was the the death of grunge and mm-hmm. the beginning of you know Britney Spears and right. And we had a warehouse full of great music, but I you know, in my warehouse, we were boxing up, you know, hundreds of thousands of single CDs for of NSYNC and Britney Spears. And we were just pumping it into America and uh, Uh running it through the through the warehouse in Miami. But that's that's what I was doing there. And, um, you know, of course, that you know, everybody, all of our customers were buying each other out and. And finally, we wound up with one customer, and things didn't look good with them, and slowly it shut down.
0: So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's. I mean, but I had a
1: great run. I mean, it was a great run in Amsterdam.
0: Yeah, you know, no and during doubt.
1: that time, I'm writing. During that time, I'm playing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I'm getting out and doing my thing.
0: How did how did people react to your stuff in Amsterdam? Was it? I guess you had a very, pretty varied background. Well, you you milk you milk being from Alabama. Right, <laughs> you know, you it's tell like, all them, right. Take my shoes off and <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know.
1: you know, there's 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 stereotypes about right. Alabama, you know, yeah. and face to face with with a European who finds that interesting, mm-hmm. you're gonna, you know, it's not that you're going to milk it, but it's that people want to talk to you, people want to talk to you about it because right. the only the bad stuff about America gets makes it to Europe. Oh, the only definitely, the bad stuff, you know, so and 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 alabama alabama has a bad reputation but you know you tell people you're from alabama they they're interested in talking All right to you. for sure what you want to say
0: i think i think a lot of the world just like gets our movies and media and i guess they think it's like a, a crazy uh drug-filled homicidal rampage world or something which I guess you could make it. You could make a. Uh, it's
1: starting to look
0: like that. It's, it's a lot like that, but maybe <laughs> maybe there's more uh, Southern cooking in there in between. The, yeah, you know the rages than, you know, than people realize. So
1: have the old lady with the butterfly landing on her nose coming out of the grocery store once in a while. That happens in America. It does. You know, right
0: before you know, like some guy in a tank drives. Yeah, right before she gets shot. You know. <laughs> We're, I guess yeah, my my explanation didn't work too. But let's let's get back to your music. A uh, man who sold his soul. Is this like a newer track, or this one been around for a while? Um. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fairly new. I mean, some mm-hmm. of these I I
1: wrote over the years. I've I wrote in Miami or in Europe. Um, but this one is it is it's recent, within the last two years, three years, I guess.
0: Very cool. Anything you want to tell people about them before they before they hear your stuff in general? <laughs>
1: Well, I don't, I, I, I don't really like to give, say what they're about because I'm not really, you know, certain lines, there's definite meaning to them. Mm-hmm. Put them all together. I don't know if there's one meaning, right. You know, um, but, you know, lyrically, I, I try to, I try to be coherent, mm-hmm. but I also try to be poetic. You know, it, it needs to make sense, but it, it also needs to invoke some, some imagery. Yeah. Um, being too specific, you know, it just has never interested me because I, you know, I don't, I don't like songs that read like a, like a newspaper
0: story. Right. You know, well, I, I get where you're coming from too. Cause I guess to have, um, I, what a lot of songs, I guess they mean different things to different people and they can, they can get a lot out of, out of um an idea i don't know i've i've heard a lot of songs that are totally different from what people take out of it but they still connect with it which is the cool part i guess
1: well yeah and and the thing is there are definite meanings and there are phrases and l- sentences and lines mm-hmm. in it that that are have clear meaning to yeah. them you know um and i would say overall you know there's if there's anything about my songs, each one, I I could probably just give you an emotion or a really, or, or something that, that it does mean, Mm -hmm. you know? So uh, it really comes down to a a single word meaning, you know, desperation, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, insecurity or, or uh, complete and total utter doom, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, or guilty as hell. So, right. man who sold his soul—I soul, I guess we could say that. Very cool. But it's
0: more like we're all,
1: but it applies to all of us, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's hear. It. This will be Drew Richter with "Man Who Sold His Soul."
2: Walk around the grounds; you can feel. The sky in your head The muddy ground Tells me Where you've been But you you speak ill Of everyone And so you are Alone You walk around the grounds Here The skin meets the stone And lie in the sun With your toes Deep in the sand A year from now You will think That this was your plan And be proud Of what you've done Even though You're in Denial. Yeah, lie in the sun and turn a blind eye to the crowd, to the crowd. But this I know. This I know. This I know. Yeah, yeah, this I know. Than the man who sold his soul. Oh. Float in the sea. Your mind is untroubled and calm. And out here. It is deep, but you are still not overwhelmed And out here, you believe you are Directly underneath God's fountain You float in the sea, and you will soon come to exhaustion lie in the ground, you can hear if the angels come A year from now your ears will be rusted old drums And be warned that your life is no more than a walk in the sun lie on the ground And let me know if Gabriel calls for you.
0: All right, that was Drew Richter with the man who sold his soul. Uh, the next track will be "Reasons Are My Own." That was recorded right here in Spice Rack Studios, and I saw this like produced and edited and all that good stuff up in Nashville. Was was that a uh, a, a like conscious choice for music, or did you just know folks there, or did you have good experiences, or it was both? Mm-hmm. I, I know folks there, and
1: it was a conscious choice to to wait for him. Right, the guy who, who engineered that or not engineered it, the guy who mixed it. Um, is, is one of the, one of the best engineers in Nashville. And I heard that he had, had heard my stuff and w- and was willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was willing
0: to give, he's willing to give me a friend rate. All right. So yeah in nashville friend rate that's amazing because yeah. i'm sure it's hard to come by yeah. up in the, with a so, place with so much uh competition and all but that then, yeah, I, I don't know what the friend rate right. is in nashville so it could have <laughs> yeah. been I, he
1: could have ripped me off completely the unfriendly
0: me friend rate the worst friend rate and i'm like oh yeah that's a great but as long as you get your product that you want out of it right you yeah. got the guy you wanted on it that's that's uh sometimes hard to come by
1: so yeah i'm i'm very happy with it um Plus it took so long. I, I spent, I waited, I waited for someone to move there before I started, you know, I, oh, wow. I, I started recording. I, I re- started the first tracks and then I took a, a year break <laughs> mm-hmm. to wait for somebody to move up, move to Nashville, who was going to be involved and, and was a little bit involved and then I had to wait. It took forever. I mean, I was going up there once, one Saturday a month for a long wow, time. Yeah. So it just took forever. And then I'm, I'm, you know, I would listen to it. I'd take it home. I'd listen to what I did and not like it. Mm. So I'd wait for another next weekend, and I would drive up there and fix it. And, it. and it just went on and on. And I guess I was in no hurry, right? But after a year and a half, you know, it's like no man, doubt. Pink Floyd did the Wall in probably six months. Uh-huh. You know. This it's is just going you, right? on. <laughs> I'm sick of it. And you know, and even now I'm still dealing oh, yeah. with it.
0: So well so much time and so much uh microscope on each part of it too, I'm sure. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: But you know, when I found out that he was going to mix it, Mike Poole mm-hmm. that he was going to mix it, then I and he was waiting for the end of uh Nashville. He does the engineering for Nashville on uh. the show. So So I'm getting emails from him going, I can't get to it this month. He's going, it was a big pollen epidemic in Nashville. The singers, all the singers, (laughs) the singers for the show were complaining and they had to put off their vocal parts, Uh, you know, and I'm with a bunch of, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> S- snort some salt or something S- salt water get up there's there gotta be it, a thousand man. of you know like
0: witchcraft tricks that yeah, they know like, in nashville for pollen come on you know, and, on. Like,
1: you know God, and pollen's worse here
0: you know? right yeah
1: it's worse than Huntsville. the bowl
0: full of uh exactly. pollen as it is a <laughs> bunch of prima
1: donnas in Nashville. but anyhow so it got put off literally it got put off because of the pollen wow in pollen levels in nashville wow and then you know the show went on and he had to Mm -hmm. take a vacation but I I waited it it was months it was another
0: six months so was this like a was this different than like say recording a track and an album with a whole band and the crew and all that was this like a different kind of feel for you I guess (laughs) absolutely I mean it
1: it was you know uh, Chris Falk the engineer Mm -hmm. was recorded at her studio the Treehouse Music Group in Nashville um Chris is an incredible guitar player, songwriter, musician, all-around musician, Belmont grad. She uh, is an incredible engineer. She's just, and I love her. And just me and her work great together. And um, and it was pretty much, you know, me throwing out ideas, me with a harebrained ideas, and mm-hmm. her, her able to set it up and let me do it. Oh, that's and cool, uh, and she threw in some great ideas, but um, and then Chris, um, she goes, I think I I know a violinist who will come in and play on because I was hoping for some violin or cello yeah. or something uh-huh. like that. And she goes, Well, I know a violinist a girl named Deanie Richardson, and um, and I'm like, I don't, whoever, that's great. Right. She come in and <laughs> she play well. She came in and she charged me almost nothing. She played on three songs. She played on. Oh wow, so a on, big part of it. Yeah. Uh, what man who sold his soul? She played mm-hmm. on. She played on. I am in. And uh, she played on uh, whatever happened to you. And like a week after she did that, week, week after she played, Bob Seger hires her.
0: Really, <laughs> and she goes
1: on the road with Bob Seger. She's been on the road for a year. Well, yeah, hey, there year, you go. So you and got she's some free been, publicity out of it too yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like oh yeah bob singer's violin yeah, so <laughs> so there's
1: there's her between her and and chris mm-hmm. i mean there's some there's some really talented some great musicians Very playing cool. on this and then the vocals there's i mean it's a, almost essentially a duet mm-hmm. cd and that's chelsea surha who's doing all the all the backup doing all the harmonies with me.
0: Did you have her selected beforehand or did you meet her through uh, the studio space or up in Nashville or something? No,
1: me and her, we were, we were worked together. We worked uh-huh. together here and she came to me one day at work and she goes, you know, I sing. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> you want to hear me sing and she had recorded on her phone a version of her doing uh, you are my sunshine. uh huh, And it was really sweet. You know, and, and you know, she's, she was just a little office
0: girl, you know. Right. So she just heard you played music? Yeah, and- she heard that I played
1: and she, she went, ran into each other in the break room. I mm-hmm. was new at this company. She'd been there for a while. And um, she played that for me. And I go, that's that's nice, you know. And she, uh, I said, well, why don't you just, I said, well, why don't we just learn a few songs? Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, two or see three what songs, happens. Yeah. And whenever I'm playing, if you come out, come out and play cool and, and that's what she did and then before you know it me and her we're playing every friday at, <laughs> at a bar downtown nice and you know and she, you know and me and her have been doing it ever since and she'll be she'll be with me tomorrow night at the lowry house
0: very cool and that'll be the cd release party for the right. this is snake smile by the way uh the cd available on cd baby itunes all that spotify uh online and at that party i assume you bring those to your gigs as well um yeah yeah okay cool so like moe's on the 23rd you'll be playing and uh you can probably pick one up there but let's go ahead and hear another track will be drew richter with reasons are my own recorded right here at spice rack studios
2: Open the window In the shades And I confused the sunshine With the rain And what poured in Poured out And I confused my head And the clouds And down I came But in my ears I heard you call And in my weakness I was stronger But within my reasons Are my own I turned on the TV And sat down All you were wounded in the sand Yeah, you on your knees And your hands And me on the couch With a glass And down I came But in my room I was stronger, but then my reasons are my own. It comes around here, I'll be sure. It comes around here, I'll be sure. It comes around here, I'll be sure get involved I stood at the mirror alone and I saw my reflection was wrong then the was gone, and in my head I heard you call me. But in my ears I heard you call, and in my weakness I was stronger. But within my reasons, on my own.
0: All right, we're back with Drew Richter. That was a reasons are my own recorded right here at Spice Rack Studio. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this this song. Uh, you said something or about the CD actually dedicated to your father. Is that is there any songs in particular that are that like have meaning with him or anything?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I wasn't expecting that question, but yeah, my dad, the Snake Smile, mm-hmm, and. It's it's my that was my dad's nickname for you know a certain politician Uh and and I'll leave it at that and you know my dad recently had a had a stroke this year Mm. he had a stroke in February and so this whole year has been you know one of the reasons I talk about taking a break is this whole year has just been for me is you know. It's, it's a gig It's it's go check on him, check on my mom. It's, it's work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all that. And I'm, you know, and right now, and my dad's, you know, he's deteriorating. He's not getting any better. And so in October, I guess, or maybe it was uh, September
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I finally finished, settled on the, the artwork, you know, I, I need to put, I need to put something to my dad on there. And, and it was appropriate considering that he named that song for mm-hmm. me, you know? Right. And, um, but yeah, Snake Smile is, is pretty much his, his inspiration.
0: I really like the, uh, just the idea and the name of it. Cause you know, it's like a snake always smiling. I don't know. Or they always have a smirk, I guess, on their face and like,
1: well, in the political world, only a snake will smile.
0: Right. Yeah. So. Um, and that's how I look at it. Um, so did you grow up with a lot of music like in, in, uh, in your family, in the house and stuff like that? Not really.
1: Um, in the, my immediate family, I'm the only, mm-hmm. I'm the only musician. I recently found out that I'm related to this famous Bassano family from Italy that was <laughs> like Henry VIII's court musicians. Ah. There's books written about him. I think, uh, that's interesting. artwork about him. And I have a um, I have like a great uncle, or a great great uncle who's in the Nashville, who's in the Hall of Fame, Fiddlers Hall of Fame. Oh, who I I can't think of the the name of the band because if I told you the name, you, you could Google it, and it's like some of the most racist hillbilly music <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, just horrible so, stuff. So. But it's horrible today. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I, it, at the time, I'm sure it was good old you know redneck right hillbilly fiddle and stuff but um i can't think of the name of the of the band but his fiddle is in the nashville <laughs> hall of fame any that's interesting but no not in my immediate family no it was music was something that me and just me and my me and my buddies shared you know and
0: well, i like to ask people like what was your first gig like uh with your band Oh, they were cra- crazy in uh-huh. the
1: in the '80s. They were they were nuts because none of us, I mean, that band, we were together almost a year, mm-hmm. and we had written more songs. The five of us had put together more songs and more good ideas for five albums. Wow! And and we were so I mean, every practice was a new song. Mm-hmm. Every practice, and it got to the point where we couldn't remember. <laughs> endings, we couldn't yeah, remember parts, right. and it's like, dude, we gotta, we have to practice. You know, we had all, we'd always have these arguments. The bass player in the band hated practicing these songs. Oh, you know, he'd whine and moan about having to keep playing these, these songs that we all know. Well, we would try to pull off new songs that mm-hmm. we hadn't finished yet. I'm
0: like, what do we want to? <laughs> we're like arguing on. Say,
1: what do you want to play that for? We don't even know the ending. We can't.
0: Right. Or so, that was that other song that we never finished yeah. kind of thing, but
1: yeah, that it was you know plus we were kids, you know, mm-hmm. I was a teenager, I was the youngest in the band, and I was a teenager, I,
0: I guess that could be a blessing and a curse, just like having all those having all that material pour out of you, but also not like being able to hold on to it enough to like solidify it, i guess
1: yeah, i mean we we only recorded a essentially a eight songs, we recorded an e p mm-hmm. and you know, we could have, by the time we finished that, we would already written, we'd already written eight songs that were better than what we put on. Right. And I mean, we, it was just one. It was a rare thing. There was five mm, of us yeah. that just had a chemistry and songs fell out of us. I mean, they just fell out. Hmm. The slightest, smallest little idea was picked up and everybody ran with it.
0: Well, cool. Well, let's hear Drew Richter with I'll Get Away, recorded here at Spice Rack Studios. Some days
2: A better day Is today In a strange way Is peaceful But I don't care Some ways A better day Will lay down Upon me A weight That I cannot bear blows wherever it pleases You hear the sound that you cannot tell Where it comes or where it goes From here, there and everywhere There's a spirit always floating somewhere And I want to see you I want to see you I want to see To say Oh, to say I, 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 need a moment To put away An hour to rest and play And an open sky To escape And I'll get away I'll get away, I'll get away, I'll get away from here, and you will be fine. I'll get away, I'll get away from here, I'll get away from here.
0: We're back with uh, Drew Richter. That was I'll Get Away recorded here at Spice Rack Studios. Thanks again, man, for coming in and playing some of these songs for us live. Happy to be here. Enjoyed it. And that that's a uh, I guess a debut track. You haven't had a recorded version of that one before? That's on the next CD. Oh, okay. And the next CD has a name too. Oh, really? Dog Profit. Dog Profit. You're so, you're way ahead of some bands cuz we so, get some bands in here and they're like, "I don't know the name of this track. Let's just call it unknown 2 or something." Yeah. <laughs> You've named the next CD, then you're doing great.
1: I have the name for the next CD. And and I have all the songs as well. Oh, cool. Um I'm just waiting for the the moment where i feel like recording <laughs> right well because <laughs> i just don't, i'm not ready to do it right uh-huh.
0: now. well this this cd's been like a, a year in the making right at least at least plus, and plus you're just about to have uh as this recording is going the next day will be the cd release over in downtown uh huntsville at the lowry house have you have you played there before i'm just curious like it's a yeah. it's a very interesting venue quote unquote because i i think it's just do people live there i'm not sure if they um no. like, they just use it, it for um, events. And-
1: well, it's it's you know it's um it's an antebellum home. Mm-hmm. It's a creepy old haunted house. Got got <laughs> got all the stories you know yep. that all these old homes have around here. Of, you know, lost lovers waiting to return, and they die on the front porch, and right, you know, and uh, all that kind of stuff. People buried on the property, but they don't know where they're buried, and but it's just an old creepy house that i love and yeah i've played there twice before um and uh, both times that was in the summer outside hmm. right this is going to be inside it's going to be really tight um but
0: yeah that's I, that's it, fine it's kind of i guess it's a, yeah it's a toss-up you know you get the super intimate space with everybody just like uh, yeah. touching your elbows <laughs> and stuff but you also i get i think you can have some really good uh Connection with your audience there because it's it's such a forced enclosure you know like a forced forced connection almost because you know they're they're gonna be right in front of you and they're gonna
1: it's a little bit bigger
0: than your sound booth here yeah you know (laughs) like most things I think (laughs) but yeah somebody's probably gonna
1: get you know some mucus or some something (laughs) they're gonna get hit by some fluids (laughs) right.
0: That's what they say okay. about house shows. If you're not like drenched with something, then it's it's something What's went horribly point? wrong. Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Why even you? do it? <laughs> exactly. Well, very cool. Yeah, this is. I'd say this is like a at least tier two or top tier house show though, just because of the setting. It is. It's, definitely it's not a like house someone. Show. Yeah, it's not like someone's uh, em, you know, empty fridge is going to be open there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or something. And it's burnt, half burned or
1: something. <clears throat> but it's a it's a bring your own booze situation mm-hmm. and um and it's not your normal living room either it's it's a right. big room it's a big room high ceilings
0: and and uh and they've had plenty of songwriter
1: events in that
0: room do you prefer so. any type of venues like that that just for for when you're writing and testing stuff out or when you're you know showing off new pieces is there any any type of setting you seek out well yeah a listening setting right
1: <laughs> where people are listening you yeah know? yeah i mean it's not you know i i play i'll play in bars i'll play in restaurants mm-hmm. and, and places like that but it's it's normally it's a you know it's a, an attention span of a crowd you know and right in your first your first set with a sober crowd at seven thirty, they just don't care mm-hmm. you know it's when you start packing up, they're all pissed off. What are you, what are you crying right. You know, You're, they're your best friends by yeah, then. <laughs> It's like, uh, you know, and they come up uh, wanting to throw money in the tip jar. If I play something, I'm like, where have you been the last three hours?
0: <laughs> yes. You know? I do, so, as a musician, I feel, I feel for you. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> but, <clears> throat> uh, throat> no, I, I really like playing there. Mm-hmm. I really do. And um, because
0: people are tuned in. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about the, uh, are you talking about the sports? The Lowry House. The Lowry House, yeah, yeah.
1: Sports page, people are tuned in. Yeah,
0: it's got a very good reputation, especially as like, I guess it's basically a sports bar, like as it's it's called the sports page, but it's got such a good reputation with comedians and musicians for like actually having people that interact with you. I think it's
1: the best, I think it's the best music venue in town, really. Uh I mean, granted, granted there are some bigger places, bigger stages, you know but i i love it i love it it's just got a, the great great atmosphere the place has been there forever mm-hmm. you know we, oh sneak yeah i was sneaking into that place when i was in high
0: school <laughs> you know it but, is it is kind of um one of the last enduring uh places for live music too because there's oh. i mean a lot of them have gone belly up especially in more recent years i mean with the crossroads and all that shutting down mid-sized places the copper top and i think uh Sports page or like one of the the heritage yeah. centers, I guess you'd say. And I do. I, I hope it.
1: I hope it never. It never goes. I hope it never leaves. You know. I, mm-hmm. just because that place alone. It's 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 been there as long as I can remember. And I grew up in South Huntsville. That uh-huh. place has always been there.
0: Oh, cool. So. so people can hear you at Mose the twenty third of December. And uh probably a sports page sometime around the end of the year, next year. Yeah, and I'll
1: be at Mo's before the twenty third. I just don't have it in front of me. Right. But look for it in the Valley Planet. The Valley Planet's got all my, my data. Yeah, and they
0: did a article on you in the most recent issue, is that right? Yeah, Raven Woods did a great interview
1: and uh, and wrote a wrote an article that was very in depth and couldn't be happier. I mean, she covered everything and she got into my literary not my literary, my my literature interest. Yeah. and influences. Oh, very cool. And um because she's a she has pretty much the same a lot of the same you know favorite Background books. And, oh, yeah. that you know, we had a good talk about. So <clears throat> so she took that angle on it because I do. I was I'm a heavy reader. I mm-hmm. I was a heavy reader right you know ever since the invention of the kindle i quit reading i don't know i bought one Mm. and quit reading but i used to read you know three and four or five books at a time and i'd Mm. I'd always finish them and i went through the whole thing of reading fiction when i was younger and then started reading biographies and history i got older and now it's like i feel like i know enough you know i don't want to read i can't enjoy history anymore because it's right (laughs) it's just it's just staying the same
0: right you know it's so do you lean more towards the nonfiction stuff or
1: well right now uh, I'm not really reading anything you know Mm -hmm. but all of this all my music this album pretty much every song there are definite uh you know literature you know writers that Mm -hmm. that have that have influenced in some way you know and you know Whatever Happened to You is a a definite Gabriel Garcia Marquez influence song. Mm. Even though it's really just a story about, you know, somebody who knows a young girl, a young, a young boy who has a crush on a young girl. Right. They grow up. He never loses that crush. Mm -hmm. And he always wonders where she is. It's very much like a, um, the Blood of Unrequited Love, which mm. is a Gabriel Garcia Marquez book of of it somebody who's the same thing, but he you know he uh he chases her till into right. old, old age, uh-huh. you know. So Oh very cool. So they're all in every song really I can I can name you a book or a writer. Oh, that's or awesome.
0: Yeah, so look out for all those those little tidbits in the CD, Snake Smile. It's available at CD Baby, iTunes, Spotify, and all that good internet stuff. Um, I believe you have a Facebook, a couple other ways people can contact you, but check out the CD Baby. It's Drew Richter with uh, Snake Smile, the new CD. And uh, do you want to talk about this last track, Drink to No One, before we head out of here? Um, <clears throat> this is my uh, my doom and gloom
1: okay this is this is there's no hope it's all over with, with right the, forget it we're we're done
0: it's the end it's this the is, ending of things and it's the ending of the spice cast with drew richter. yeah so. this is the song where oh uh, just give up we've lost all right we got it it's drew richter with drink to no one and tonight's episode was brought to you by a lot of lovely people Thanks to Shelby Butler for doing some of our uh, calendar management, telling us about some very cool shows. If you have shows to send us, we are always available at spice-radio.com. We're on our Facebook. I believe that's Spice Radio HSV and uh, Twitter and all that good stuff. So send us your, your events, and we'll be happy to talk about them on our weekly updates. We've got Zachary Patrick, one of our volunteers, who's done a lot of uh, a lot of different things for us but uh, is, is busy with – theater and all sorts of good stuff and our good friend uh, thomas wolf one of our first donators has been helping us out a lot and we'll be doing so in the future thanks again to uh andy who's done some pictures for us today and drew thanks for coming in and uh, have a great night
2: To you from the edges No replies, the full moon passes But young lovers move into the shadows They come back covered in ashes Then along came the devil With a light in his hand Across the green hills laughing And touched down in the sand Then he breathed on the water dust from his hand and turned up the bad seeds and it served up around one more drink and we're done a moment's gone and I drink to you you drink to no one one more drink and we're done a moment Eyes to the wind and the full moon crashes. The young lovers run down to the water, they come back covered in ashes. Then along comes an angel, while weary and weak. Is set down at the bar for a moment to think. One more. Dream.